BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ah, the copperhead snake. It hisses before attacking. But that's not a copperhead. That's the Sullivan's RV freshwater tank overflowing into their black one, which is backing into their vent pipe, making for a very different kind of attack. One that arrives just in time for taco night. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Adios, old friend. Yeah, I've got no secrets and no regrets. Well, a lot of regrets, but the point is I've got nothing to hide. Kind of like the way Progressive shows you their competitors' rates. You gotta put it all out there, baby. Excuse me, miss. Does this heart belong to you? Would you like it anyway? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Mellow ball one, youngest in the game, only 16 in the lamb, and he's switching lanes. Got the Gucci shades, MB ones inside the black paint, headed to the top, smash the gas and accelerate. Welcome, everybody, to the Lakers Legacy Podcast, where, Alan, do you remember the 25th night of September, Ball was changing the minds of pretenders while chasing the clouds away? How could I forget? <laughs> well, you also can't remember it because it hasn't happened yet. September 25th is Lakers Media Day, but you know what? I had to check, I had to, I had to check my calendar. I'm like, isn't it only like the beginning of September? What's going on? It is, but it didn't fit my intro. But... With all that said, we are actually in September, so ba-di-ya. <laughs> ba-di-ya, indeed. Podcasting in September. It's crazy that we're actually in this month, the NBA, even though it's felt 
like such a long stretch here. It is actually just around the corner. Like I mentioned, September 25th, Monday, that's the start of Lakers media day. And then a week after that, we're into preseason basketball. So Alan, how are you doing? The Dodgers are still good, I presume. College football's back, the NFL's back, and NBA basketball is back in less than a month. Well, actually, the Dodgers are not doing very Ooh, well. Oh, no. um, I mean, they're still in first place in all of baseball, but they went from being one of the absolute best teams ever, arguably, to currently having lost like the last 11 of 12 or 12 of 13. I've e- lost track. So the last month they've been on like a historical skid and um, they still have a huge lead in like every division and you know, whatever, but it's just not the right time for the team to be playing poorly at all. And uh, I don't know some, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are also Dodger fans. Um, And if you're not, I'm really sorry. You should start watching baseball because it's a lot of fun, but um, it's been kind of like, you know, stressful as far as sports go. And uh, hopefully the Dodgers could work their way out of it because the postseason's coming up in about a month. And, uh, you know, if they can kind of dig their way out of this little funk, then things should be all right. But if this persists, um, man, it's, it's going to be like how Golden State, you know, won 73 games. Granted, they got to the finals and lost. Imagine Golden State won 73 games and then got, like, swept in the first round. That's yeah. kind of like how some Dodger fans are perceiving what's happening right now. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the the Dodger update right there. And as far as college football and all that stuff, yeah, obviously super stoked. Your school USC won. My favorite college team UCLA was insane against Texas A and M. Mm. And then uh, got NFL this weekend. Thankfully, I have Kareem Hunt on my fantasy oh, team, nice. baby. So that guy got me 49.6 points last Yeesh. night um, against New England. Yeah, dude. So uh, hopefully I'm good to go for the week. Who, who do you have on like your, your primary fantasy football team? I got uh, David Johnson and Todd Gurley. Nice. Oh, so you had like number one pick. I had the number one pick. Yeah. So I'm very happy about my running back core. So I'm excited for this, the first week of NFL as well. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, But yeah, with that said, NBA basketball is going to be the ultimate cherry on the top to all of that. Before we get started, though, um, I just wanted to preface this episode by saying I know we've been teasing this Lakers practice facility in-depth look because I had an exclusive tour from one of my friends who works with the Lakers. And we actually did record about... 28 minutes or so of me just spewing about what I saw firsthand and some inside tidbits on how they built the place and how the organization is running. But unfortunately, I think the material is actually pretty sensitive. And I think we're going to withhold that episode. It's going to kind of just be lost in space. Um, If you're a patron, I might think about maybe forwarding that over to you since it'll be more like I'm just telling a friend, you know, instead of publicizing it for anybody to listen to. So if you want to donate to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the Lakers Legacy Podcast and give a dollar, then maybe I'll consider actually sharing that episode with those few listeners who are contributing. But yeah, it's unfortunate we're not able to release that. But I think just to uh, be on the cautious side, we're going to withhold that episode. But I will say Lakers practice facility is great, sleek, pristine, very top notch, and it will play a part in the uh, 
2018 summer recruiting of LeBron James, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, etc., etc., and they're going to like what they see. But yeah, sorry about that kind of bait and switch there. I mean, we're just trying to respect the organization, which I totally understand. I will, I, I will share one thing that I think is cool. Just so people know, oh, he was actually there. So, and I shared this with Alan and Tommy, but... You're such a liar! (laughs) You're full of it! Unfollow! (laughs) So one thing that I think is cool and okay to share is the fact that the Lakers have several conference rooms within their facility, and each conference room, the number of that room is based off of a Lakers championship year. So there's conference room two, 2009, conference room 2010, conference room 2001, 2002. So that's pretty cool, I think, and something you won't get if you weren't actually in there. And also, Rob Palenka has an ergonomic standing desk, and that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so con- so controversial. <laughs> So there, there, that's the only exclusive Lakers facility content I'll give. With that said, today's episode, we're just going to kind of get back into the swing of things because, yeah, we haven't in a while and the season's ramping up. So forgive us if we're a little rusty. Uh, we're going to go over just what's going on in Lakers news right now, particularly the uh, $500,000 fine that the Lakers got for impermissible contacts, some LeBron James news, some Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram news, and yeah, it'll just be kind of a chill going through Lakers news kind of set up before the season actually starts. Uh, before we get to that, though, please follow us on Twitter at Lakers Legacy Pod. Please also rate and review us on iTunes because the more you rate and review us, the more guest appearances Lonzo Ball will have on Fuller House. Because I think he's actually going to nice. be on Fuller House, but we want him to be there multiple times with, I don't even know if Uncle Jesse's on there anymore, but whatever, <laughs> whatever, whoever else is left on there, we want Lonzo Ball to be there saying, you got it, dude, in place of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> that would be awesome. I want a t-shirt. I want a t-shirt with Lonzo Ball's face on it saying, you got you it, got dude. It, dude. <laughs> Feels like something he'd say, too. But yeah. <laughs> You mean like he he would say it in a verse, right? That he's rapping? Oh, for sure. That that guy's got bars. So yeah, please rate and review us on iTunes. We actually have had a dry spell of rating and reviews, which is kind of disappointing. And I'm not usually one to like guilt trip the audience into doing it. But if you like our show and you've been listening and you haven't rated and reviewed, it's really easy to do. Just go on your iPhone, go to the podcast app. Click our show, click reviews, and you can just either click five stars or you can also add a written review that will read on air as a random Lakers player. So please do that for us. We've been stuck at 185 for about a month and a half. So, and then also, like I said, please also consider donating to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash the Lakers Legacy Podcast. Even a dollar helps and you'll even get some perks thrown in as well, including maybe exclusive training camp facility stuff just kidding i didn't say that who's listening to this um they have a training facility what are you talking about <laughs> never knew so speaking of rating interviews tonight we're gonna have ronnie turioff read the review uh, one of my favorite lakers podcast this is from may 29 that's very uh how you say a long time ago uh, this is by the agent jet jackson I am a big fan of the Lakers Legacy team. I came across their podcast start of the uh, 16th season and have been riding with them since. It feels like I'm talking Lakers hoops with my three buddies every time I listen. They are also a great fellow on Twitter and often interact with their followers. 
This is for you, Jet Jackson. I can do without the impersonation at the beginning, but there's also why God created the fast forward button. Winky face. Keep up the good work, fellas. Lou Malnatis. I do good Italian too. On me next time you're in this shy. At Mr. Ricky Spanish. All right. Thank you, Ronnie Turioff. Thank you, Mr. Ricky Spanish. You know, Mr. Ricky Spanish is the homie. I remember when we went to Chicago, he hit me up and said, yo, I work at Lou Malnati's, which is the great deep dish pizza in Chicago. And he was like, if you come by, I can get you some free pizza. So next time we're in Chicago, we'll definitely hit Mr. Ricky Spanish up. And Alan, what went into your channeling of Ronnie Turioff? And I thought that was a hilarious review to read since Ricky Spanish does not like our our impersonations, but... If if you fast forwarded through this one, he would have missed he out. Missed out, man. <laughs> I know. So Ricky Spanish, I hope you didn't fast forward. So what went into it was I imagined how Tommy would try to sound like Roni Turioff because Tommy is obviously the best at uh, impressions on this show. And uh, yeah, I just I just channeled my inner Tommy, even though you know nothing comes close to that. And then I also imagined. Um, Mr. Ricky Spanish, um, fast forwarding through it. And that really motivated me to <laughs> sound, you know, as, as much like Roni Turf as I possibly could. So I, I channeled my, uh, my muse cage, you know, just to get that thing going. <laughs> nice. I thought it was very on point. And hopefully Mr. Ricky Spanish did not fast forward on this occasion. And if you did, you, you know, if you did fast forward, that's why God invented the rewind button. So you could always go back. Ooh, got him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you want your review read, please rate interviews on iTunes, and who knows who who will pop up to read it. Uh, with that said, let's get straight into the Lakers news. Uh, first thing I wanted to hit up was Alan, former UCLA Bruin Shabazz Muhammad. There have been rumors that he might consider signing with the Lakers, that the Lakers might be interested. 6'6", 6'11", wingspan. He is, I believe, how old is he now? He's about 26 years old, 25 years old. He looks 35, but that's he looks 35, and I think his age has <laughs> his age has always been in question since he was in college. But with that said, he averaged, you know, he's a career nine point scorer, averaged nine point ten, uh, essentially ten points last year on 48 percent shooting, uh, in only 19 minutes per game. Um, historically, he's been a really good scorer actually in only a few minutes per game, like 2014-15 season, only 22 minutes, but scored 13.5 points. 2015-16 season for the Wolves, 20 minutes, still scored 10.5 points. So when he's gotten minutes, he's been kind of a microwave type of player off the bench, super athletic. Um, what are your thoughts on Shabazz Muhammad, and would you entertain him signing with the Lakers, and where, where would he fit in? I mean, I think I would entertain it, and, you know, being a guy that follows UCLA sports very closely, one would think I'd be very excited for this, but my my gut reaction was not necessarily positive it was like huh like I, I don't know how i feel about that i know some people really hate the idea of having shabazz muhammad he's had some like questionable attitude issues and uh he even had some of that going on at ucla but that was before lonzo ball when things were a little bit murky over there with ben howland as the coach um so i i think in terms of some of that stuff it would be a little bit unfair to judge him as like a, a character issue type person um, but that is what popped in the forefront of my mind. 
That being said, he is skilled. Um, he has kind of an awkward shot, you know, um, mm. but I guess that could be the theme for some of the guys on our team. Um, he has like physical abilities for sure. He's fairly athletic. Um, as far as like scores, like we've said it many times, a lot of these, um, you know, scoring type guards and wings are sort of a dime a dozen. Um, but the fact that he and Rob Palinka, Rob Palinka kind of have that connection, I, I guess is a good thing. Um, so I would be open to it as far as like if we actually signed him, how I would feel then. I think I would be a little bit cautious, um, cautiously optimistic. And, um, but I'm definitely not like one of those people who's staunchly against him. Yeah, for sure. And I think the fact that he's still only 26, there's still some, not necessarily upside to be mined there, but some productivity at least. And he has shown when he comes off the bench that even though he's a pretty inconsistent guy, that he can at least get you buckets. And I think the thing that I cling on to is the fact that he's athletic, he can dunk the ball, he can run the floor. And if he's like a Corey Brewer replacement or supersedes Corey Brewer in the lineup, I would be okay with that. Yeah. I think my, my problem with his game is he got most of his buckets like posting up. Like he's actually a pretty good post-up scorer, but with that yeah. comes the fact that he dominates the ball, right? In order to get his buckets. And you'd hope that the way he gets his buckets on the Lakers and with Lonzo Ball is just by leveraging his athleticism to run up really quickly up and down the floor and, and dunk the ball or catch lobs and not so much dribble, dribble, back down, ISO scoring, you know, which I think he's been prone to do in the past. So I yeah. think like you, cautiously optimistic. That's not to say that he does doesn't have skills that the Lakers could use if they could just mine those skills correctly, which is why I'm open to it because he's young, he's athletic, and they're trying to make a pace and space kind of team. And at this point, you could essentially look at him as Corey Brewer, right? They're essentially the same mold of player. So yeah, definitely with with a lot more offensive skill. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, that's that's it on Shabazz Muhammad. I don't know if the Lakers are actually going to give him that last roster spot. I think maybe they're trying to figure out what's going to happen with this Dwayne Wade situation, which would be a great segue into that right now. So um, I mean, the other big news that happened this past week slash weekend is the fact that I guess we always thought that this would happen, that there was a possibility that this would happen, but now it's been explicit that Dwayne Wade and the Chicago Bulls are trying to find a way to get out of his contract or for for Dwayne Wade to be released, essentially, and get a portion of the money that he opted into. And with that, Dwayne Wade has said that he'd be interested in the playing for the Cavs, of course, and then maybe going back to Miami. And then he threw out he'd be interested in playing in Los Angeles. Now, he didn't specify who in Los Angeles, because there's actually another team. There's the Clippers, there's the Sparks, and there's the Lakers. So, <laughs> I mean, we can, we can make an educated assumption that when he throws Los Angeles out there without specifying a team that he's open to either the Lakers or the Clippers or both, right? So, in that respect, Alan, what would you think about Dwayne Wade coming on the Lakers? And do you think that he would come in as a starter would he accept a bench role like what are your thoughts on the idea of a one-year rental essentially of Dwayne Wade with the potential to have him on and have him recruit LeBron James next year that's pretty interesting um you never want to be like you know straight up oh no we don't want that guy if he's a future hall of famer um and looking at the situation in Chicago last year uh, it's kind of hard to judge, like, truly where he's at in his career at this point. Um, 
I, I would say I'm more than cautiously optimistic. You know, like it's definitely not the same reaction as with Shabazz Muhammad. Um, there is a little bit of like, oh man, he's getting old and there's the injury history and that sort of thing. And also, can he really accept a different, an extremely different role? Um, being on a team that probably will not make the playoffs and is not the centerpiece, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I think if it happened, I would kind of laugh <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we got Dwayne Wade. It's kind of weird. Um, and I, I'd definitely be open to it. Uh, as far as what role he would fill coming off the bench, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, yeah. I think we would like to see KCP, you know, starting at the two next to Lonzo, but it just, my gut tells me there's that little bit of like, well, he's a vet. He's a future hall of famer. He's not like, about to retire anytime soon, really, like within the next year or anything like that. So it's like you got to respect him and, and throw him in there and just kind of see how it goes. Um, chemistry wise, I'm a little bit uh, pessimistic about that one. Um, I, I don't know. It's, you know, he's kind of a more of a ball dominant guy. He doesn't shoot the three ball particularly well, although in Chicago, he did shoot it a lot better. Um, you just don't want him to take away from what Lonzo is going to do or Brandon Ingram for that matter with KCP. He's defense first type guy. He's a knockdown shooter, get out in transition. That's about it. Dwayne Wade's lost quite a bit of his athleticism. So in terms of fit with that, I'm not sure maybe with the second unit, which is inevitably going to play slower, he would be a better fit. Um, I suppose if he starts, Luke could stagger the minutes in a way where he gets most of his run with that second unit. Mm -hmm. But I think it would present some challenges. Um, and then as far as like recruiting LeBron, I, I don't think we need Dwayne Wade to recruit LeBron. Like that's not going to make a difference as far as LeBron, but it's like if LeBron wants it to happen, um, then I, I guess you kind of hand over the keys in a sense. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, it, it is a tricky situation because right now, obviously, Dwayne Wade is on the downturn of his career. Having said that, he averaged, you know, 18 points with Chicago last, still averaged 18 points, four assists, four rebounds. Yeah, that's with Jimmy Butler. Right, right. And I think in the, I mean, even in the playoffs, he had a 26-11-8 game, you know, so he can still definitely play whether or not his defense translates is debatable and whether or not he, he did take a little like more threes than he ever has last year, which is good. Um, I think if he came to the Lakers, he would have to do more of that and expand his game more to become more of a spot up shooter. And we've seen guys change their career trajectory by doing that a la Vince Carter, right? So maybe Dwayne yeah, Wade would absolutely. have to do that. Um, I agree with you though, in terms of, I think some people think that you know, if Dwayne Wade comes here, he'd come off the bench. But I just don't see that happening because I don't care how we look at it. But in Dwayne Wade's head, he's still doing us a favor here if he comes to the Lakers, you know. It's it's not yeah, one of those situations. Yeah. So in, in that case, if he's doing us the favor, because we're getting essentially more ticket sales. I mean, just Dwayne Wade in L.A., with Lonzo Ball is headline enough. You know, we're always going to have a marquee player, regardless of where you think Dwayne Wade is in his career. You know what I mean? So given that, I think Dwayne Wade would demand to start. That doesn't mean he's going to spend most of his time starting. Like you said, they stagger the minutes and he'd probably only start the first five minutes and then it's KCP from there. But I do think Dwayne Wade would start. And given that, you know, the fit is kind of questionable. Um, I think where he benefits the team is playing backup point guard. You know, with Lonzo Ball, 
rests. Yeah. That would be really good, actually, because then he can dominate and do the same things he always has done and distribute and score, etc. And then also the intangibles that he'd bring to the team, helping mentor oh, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, etc., etc. And, and and especially during a year, a, trans, a, a one last transitional year for the Lakers, right? Where we are not keeping our draft pick. If there was any year to come up with a makeshift competitive team, it would be this year, right? And to have Dwayne Wade definitely wouldn't hurt that. And maybe we actually right. slip into the playoffs for some reason because Dwayne Wade, Brooke Lopez, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and then you even have some vets like Luau Deng, although presumably he'd be gone by the end of the season. But, I mean, just that core alone, you could at least compete for an eight seed, right? So that would make the season fun. So in, in that in that respect, I think from the marketing respect, from maybe competing earlier this season and, and maybe even winning more than we expect would be a good thing to have Dwayne Wade on this team. I think it's still far-fetched. I think maybe he's just... I don't see why he would need to throw LA's name out there if he gets bought out. In the end, I think he might just go to the Cavs if he is bought out. That makes the most sense to me. And then he'll just leave with LeBron if he if he wants to. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So, But I mean, it would be interesting at the end of the day. And I definitely wouldn't complain. The, the biggest thing is how we're going to juggle KCP and Dwayne Wade. Especially since we are paying KCP, you know, $18 million And we'd want him to defend next to Lonzo Ball. So Absolutely. that should be a tricky dynamic. But if there was any guy to handle that, I think Luke Walton is the right guy to do that. And obviously, if we do sign Dwayne Wade, I'm pretty sure we'd have these detailed discussions with him on how he fits with the team and what he's yeah. willing to do to conform and what like what his views on this upcoming year is for him and the Lakers and what the Lakers views are of their own team and the, the direction that they want to go and I think if they see enough aligning in that respect then I think if they sign him I'll give them the benefit of the doubt obviously and I'd hope that it's not just like a marketing ploy like Dwayne Wade says yes we got to have him without really thinking about all these other specifics you know so um yeah should be interesting. With that said, let's move on now to the Lakers actually got fined, Alan, for this Paul George stuff. They got fined half a million dollars for impermissible contact with Paul George. So the league found something, which, you know, if the league investigated every team, they would find something. <laughs> um, yep. But having said that, this is the second largest. No, I think this might be the largest fine, actually, a team has re received in NBA history. So it's definitely also not something to shove under the rug. Regardless, the NBA still released a statement saying there also wasn't enough substantive evidence to really directly impact and affect the future of Lakers basketball personnel moves, which means we can still sign Paul George. We're not going to have any additional draft picks taken away from us. So they didn't find enough substantial evidence that says the Lakers said, hey, Paul George, become a Laker. We want you as a Laker. They just found that there was contact made and pertaining to Paul George's upcoming free agency. Um, we don't know the specifics of that, but we do know there's a paper trail of some sort. Magic Johnson has even offered to pay for the entire fine himself and have it docked from his salary, which is nice of him. Owning up to it is a great thing. So essentially, the NBA determined that Palinka, quote unquote, communicated with the agent representing Paul George. Paul George's agent is again Aaron Mintz, who is also the agent of D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle. So you'd have to assume that they weren't just talking about the D'Angelo Russell trade or Julius Randle's future if they found something. Apparently, Palinka communicated in a way that, quote-unquote, constituted a prohibited expression of interest in the player while he was under contract. Could be as simple as, hey, Paul George is a free agent next year, right? 
And then who knows how far it went from there. Yeah, it's like you can't even mention his name. Yeah, exactly. And so if we actually go back to this, the events where Magic Johnson did that wink, wink, jokey joke thing regarding Paul George on the Jimmy Kimmel show, apparently the Lakers got warned after that incident, like saying like, <laughs> all right, don't, don't do anything after that. So the fact that they got but Magic, had you, had you actually winked like just with one eye, that would be fine. But the two eye, the, the blink, 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 that was just too much, man. Just too much. And you, you, you could have done it like two times with just your right eye. The fact that you did it seven times with both eyes, too far, my man. <laughs> yeah, I think the league wanted to try and get out ahead of it. And I think the fact that the Lakers still got caught even after that warning is not great. Having said that, you know, I think there's an amount of, and, and the Lakers have owned up to it, especially Palinka and Magic saying, obviously, they want to put this behind them. I'm sure there's a little bit of embarrassment to this, having this kind of like mark on your record as the new front office before the season has actually begun. And all, all this new. All these new things are happening with the opening of the training facility. You, you want to avoid these types of situations, right? So from that standpoint, not great that we got fined and that we were even caught for this, in, in spite of the fact that everybody does this, et cetera, et cetera. It's just not good to have on a record. Having said that, again, investigation did not reveal evidence of an agreement or understanding that the Lakers would sign or acquire Paul George. So... I want to get your thoughts on how on whether you think this is serious at all. I think I've been listening to Zach Lowe's podcast, listening to uh, or reading some articles on the after effects of this fining. And Rick Buecher has reported actually that several GMs have called what the Pacers did a Bush League move, given that this this is a quote unquote tampering league, and it's the only way to really get things done. So that was interesting to hear that other you know GMs are like, dude, what are you doing? You're kind of like breaking the the code of honor, not code of honor, actually. Right, it would be like right, yeah. the, Let's the just silent say these code. unspoken rules. Yeah, right, exactly. Totally. So why why are you doing that? Because you're pointing like the black light on us and bl- even the black light yeah. on you, you know, where. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's like, hey, Indiana, what have you done? Do you have that squeaky clean of a record? Let's check you out. Exactly. So it's crazy that they would do something like this. Knowing yeah, that- they wouldn't tamper anyway. They don't got a chance at anybody. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> right. But I think it's cool to hear that all these GMs and executives are like, yo, this is kind of messed up, given that the league is softly allowing this to happen already, that just because your butt hurt over how public it's gotten, that you would proceed to do this. And then even after the fine, there there have been rumors that Herb Cole wants to even sue the Lakers. He's since rescinded that, but it's probably because of the pressure from other people, you know? So um, I think for the Pacers to do something like this, that's a shaky precedent with which to deal with future cases, because like 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 Alan just said, the Pacers themselves better watch their backs. Um, and this kind of just opens them themselves up in the future to the league checking their books and then them having to make sure they don't have a history of tampering as well so it's just i think a bit contradictory petty and unnecessary what do you think yep i mean as far as karma goes right it's like you better watch out if you have a squeaky clean record for sure um then okay fine go ahead and do whatever you want but if you got anything to hide any kind of dirt whatsoever uh like you said you're opening yourself up to the same type of uh you know investigation at some point you know who knows um, I love the fact that Magic has offered to pay for it out of his own paycheck. I don't know if Genie's actually going to go through with it. it. It ultimately doesn't really matter, I suppose. Uh, granted, we're talking about other people's money, but I, I heard someone share this opinion, so I won't take credit for this thought. But um, Magic offering to pay for that from his own pocket is basically telling the Pacers, look, this money is nothing. Like, are you kidding me? I'll just mm-hmm. pay the stupid thing myself. 
Um, it's it's such a joke the fact that he could just take that on. It's it's totally a slap on the wrist, as they say. So I I do like that. Um, you know, kind of gamesmanship by Magic, I guess you could say, if that was even a thought in his head. Even if it wasn't, like it's easy to view it that way. Yeah. Um, as far as like the front office and kind of getting caught with their hand in the cookie jar, so to speak. Uh, I mean, I guess happening early on is like in a way the best time for it to happen because it's yes. like, hey, look, we're learning how to do stuff too, you know, whatever. Even though Polinko has been an agent for how long and he knows the ins and outs of this stuff. Um, I it is interesting though to know like how careless were they and like how menial was the contact and the communication if it was like the most like like the smallest type of thing um it's a learning experience you know it's good to know what you can and can't say um if he really like slipped in some ways like i find it funny you know because like we give palinka so much credit for being so intelligent and so strategic and and all these different things and then to make a mistake like this that would actually have some sort of paper trail or whatever um i don't know like because nothing happened we can kind of laugh at it now you know and it's it's also just one of those like lakers exceptionalism things it's like oh wow like we could have been so screwed at this point um and look what happened basically nothing so we can just sort of laugh at anyone who was bitter toward us whatsoever had it gone the wrong way though obviously we we would not be laughing so thankfully no big deal wash our hands clean um we'll move on we'll get paul george next year and we'll just laugh (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think like i said at the beginning did they really break like i'm sure i'm i'm just surmising here obviously but Rob Palinka's probably done this before with other GMs. You know what I mean? Of course. Of course, to quote Brandon Ingram. Of course. Of course, of course. And obviously, he probably knows that other teams have these types of discussions. He just didn't think that a team would call him out on that and then shine the microscope or flashlight on them. And then, all oh, all of a sudden, yes, I guess by the letter of the law, that is considered tampering. So we have to dock you for that. You know, even when, like I said, if the league did this with every team, they would probably find some sort of statement with a GM talking about a player that's under contract. That's literally what happened when Chris Paul, somehow they were able to the Rockets and the Clippers were able to make a sign and trade deal before free agency started, you know, but the, the flashlights not being shined on those guys. And so, I mean, I I think it's like you said, it's, it's just the Lakers, unfortunately being caught at the wrong time. And other, other teams, other GMs may have done more substantial stuff before, you know, more egregious stuff. It's just the fact that we got the random drug test at the wrong time when we were smoking weed or something like that. You know what I mean? We just took a puff. We took a hit, even though that's, <laughs> even though that's what everybody else does. That I think at the end of the day, like you said, glad that we didn't get anything worse than just a fine, even though I think maybe they made the statement by making it one of the largest fines, if not the largest fine in NBA history, because we're the Lakers and just saying, ah, oh, you can take the hit and just to appease Herb Cole and the Pacers will make it seem like this is a big thing because for them, that's probably a lot of money, right? So, <laughs> so maybe that's their way of appeasing everybody and saying, okay, just carry on and do a better job of, you know, we allow you to do this. So just be a little more careful next time, knowing that these guys are out to get you, et cetera, et cetera, especially with your very blatant parading of 2018 to max summer plan right so maybe moving forward the lakers go back to being a little more judicious and even though things are all the stars are lining up they'll proceed to be very pc again maybe as mitch kupchak was or whatever but 
All I know is it's gl- I'm glad that we can still sign Paul George at the end of the day and we keep whatever draft picks we still have. So, yeah. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about Herb Cole, the uh, the politician? Oh, shit. Are you talking about Herb Simon, the Indiana Pacers owner? <laughs> Herb Simon. My bad, dude. <laughs> I'm like, who's Herb Cole? Like. I don't even know where I got that name, but there's an Herb Cole. I had to Google Herb Cole, and it's spelled K-O-H-L. It's not even C-O-L-E. I'm so confused there. I'm glad Herb Cole is an actual person then. So he told, I'm sure there are many Herb Coles out there. <laughs> Herb, Herb Cole's listening to us. He's like, why do you keep throwing shade at me? I didn't do anything. It's that other Herb. <laughs> My bad, guys. Uh, Herb Simon. So there you go. Screw you, Herb Simon. Don't, don't cut that, okay? Don't yeah. cut that. Screw you, Herb Simon. Herb Cole, you're okay. <laughs> All right. With that said, let's move on to LeBron James. Okay, another another big free agent target for the Lakers next next year. So Eric Pincus in his latest, latest podcast on the Almighty Baller Network. Everybody check that out, almightyballer.com. Hollywood Hoops. Um, Pete mentioned very briefly that LeBron James has pro- supposedly reached out to Russell Westbrook and asked him about his interest of coming with him to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. So <gasps> given that, what do you think, Alan? Is uh, that that would be a really interesting team, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook? Um, obviously right now, Russell Westbrook is waiting to see if he wants to sign that Supermax extension from the Oklahoma City Thunder. A lot of people think he's inevitably going to do that. So that may be the LeBron James thing may be a moot point. I think on my end, I think a lot of people are taking that news that, oh, LeBron James is recruiting Russell Westbrook and maybe reading too much into it in the way that they're like, oh, Russell Westbrook might be LeBron James's number one go-to guy that he wants on the Lakers. And for me... I just see it as, oh, LeBron James is recruiting superstars, which is what I expected him to do already. It's just Russell Westbrook was probably the name that people that got out there or leaked that people know of, you know, but LeBron James might also be reaching out to DeMarcus Cousins. He might also be already reached out to Paul George. It's just, you know, we hear that he's reached out to Russell Westbrook. So for me, yeah, I mean, Russell Westbrook is one of the guys who might be a free agent. And at that point, beggars can't be choosers. And obviously he's an LA kid. We've talked about it, how... He's a very uh, polarizing character, and your solar system would obviously have to rotate around him. Um, so that would be interesting in and of itself. But you just I... had three solar systems. You just have Lonzo, Westbrook, and LeBron <laughs> because it revolves around all three of those guys. I guess so. Yeah, it, it would be interesting to have a team like that. But definitely, we'd be instantly a contending team. Um, but yeah, like I said, for me, I'm not reading too much into this because I don't. Th- I I think LeBron is just doing his job in terms of recruiting free agents or superstar free General agents. General Manager James. Yeah. So for me, the the interesting tidbit is. He's telling people about the Lakers, you know, which is what all we want to hear at the end of the day. I don't care if it's Russell Westbrook. I don't care if it's DeAndre Jordan, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, Paul George, whatever. This just lends more credence to the fact that LeBron James is thinking about the Lakers. And if he can get a soft commitment from one of these guys, then once again, the stars are aligning and that's good news for the Lakers. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on Russell Westbrook himself or just the thought that LeBron James has reached out to him. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think anyone who could potentially be available next summer is a guy that he is going to hit up. Um, as far as Russell Westbrook specifically, yeah, like you said, we've talked about whether it's a good fit or not, and you can make a pretty strong argument that it isn't the greatest fit given personnel, coaching style, etc. Or not coaching style, but playing style, rather. Um, but you know, you, you take a swing at that one. You're not going to pass on Russell Westbrook if he wants to come. There's no freaking way. And sure, there would be bumps in the road. You know, he's going to want to do his thing. We all know what his thing is. And LeBron would want to do his. And then you've got Lonzo in there too. Um, I, I think one difference with like, oh, well, what about Lonzo and LeBron? How's that going to fit? LeBron's pretty ball dominant. It's like, well, not that LeBron is old, but you know, he's on the downside of his career as well. He's not diminishing, but he's on the downside. Russell Westbrook's like right in his damn prime. And I'm sure he wants to maximize every, you know, ounce of skill that he has. So, and he seems a little bit more headstrong than anything. Um, so if anything, there would just be like a lot of kinks to work out and it may not fit very seamlessly for quite some time. Um, that being said, we could look at this at a different angle. And again, this is just sort of like being creative here. Don't you think Russell Westbrook wants to be on a team that can seriously challenge the Warriors and put an end to their reign to be in the exact same division as them, right? Mm -hmm. To play them four times a year. Um, you got to think with how competitive and like maniacal Russell Westbrook is. If he sees an opportunity to team up with a bunch of superstars and just go at Golden State as much as possible. He's got to be licking his chops, salivating, you know, all that good stuff. So um, I'm down. <laughs> uh, not saying it would be absolutely perfect by any stretch, but shoot, man, it would it would be so much fun. No, yeah, I agree. And I think obviously we've talked about it ad nauseum. Our perfect pairing, perfect two max pairing would be Paul George and LeBron James at the end of the day, right? Or even like a Paul George and one of the big men, DeMarcus Cousins or DeAndre Jordan, because positionally that just makes more sense. But you're not going to turn down the NBA MVP of the 2016-17 season because you don't think the fit's going to work or you think he's too erratic or too too much to handle, essentially. Sometimes at the end of the day, you throw out the analytics, you throw out overthinking, the over over analysis, and yep, get the best players. Those are the best players, and those usually find a way to work themselves out. To quote Charles Barkley, "I'll give you some analytics, get some good players on your damn team, knucklehead." There you go. Thank you, Ch Chuck. And the good thing about that is LeBron James is an unselfish player. Lonzo Ball is an unselfish player, so it's not like you have four, three or four super ball dominant guards so i think there's there's even a way to make it work even as shaky as it looks on the outset so yeah lebron james recruiting russell westbrook yeah he's probably doing that i think at the end of the day russell westbrook is the type of guy who and let me know if you agree with this who's just going to resign with okc if he doesn't then oh my god what the hell is uh i'd be i'd be extremely surprised if he did not stay with the thunder yeah and all hell would break loose if he didn't sign that because then you're the Thunder have to oh, think about so trading crazy. him. <laughs> Emergency pod. <laughs> I know Paul George is definitely going to leave and that just opens Pandora's box, you know, so that should be interesting. All signs point to him signing for the Supermax and he's cut from that Kobe ilk where he probably wants to play out his days as the number one franchise legacy player for the OKC Thunder. But if he doesn't, LeBron James is calling you, buddy. <laughs> 
All right. Um, so I guess our last bit of news will be specifically Lakers centric. We're going to talk about the young guys, what you've seen this off season from them, even though there hasn't been a lot. So one thing I can share, I mean, it's already put, been put out there. Twitter kind of exploded a little bit once I kind of, I don't know if I leaked it, but I said, Hey, I know that Zobal is having a random workout with Steve Nash and Kevin Durant. And everybody kind of exploded. <laughs> and then LeVar Ball was like, we don't need no Steve Nash. He's he old and slow. <laughs> He's short and slow short, and whatever. old. Yeah, exactly. So funny. Tell that Jayhun guy to shut up. <laughs> and it was so funny because when I tweeted that out, I obviously didn't expect it to get crazy traction. I had to delete it too because it was kind of misleading because I said... I made it sound like maybe they've, like, it was an official. They're working out this entire yeah, offseason. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Steve Nash's capacity with the Warriors type thing. Right. And, you know, people immediately, there's always going to be some people that are like, what the heck? Steve Nash is employed by the Warriors. That's funny. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay, I know that. <laughs> but that doesn't mean these <laughs> lies. So much lies. Fake news. Oh, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I just want to jump in here real quick, even though Alan and I pre-recorded this segment on Lonzo Ball working out with Steve Nash and Kevin Durant to say that thanks to our Twitter friends at Ralph underscore Mason Jr. for letting us know that this quote unquote rumor has been confirmed by Lonzo Ball himself on Spectrum Sports Net and also on ESPN 710. So Lonzo has already admitted that yes, he has been working out um, last week with Steve Nash and Kevin Durant. So that tweet that I sent out on August 30th telling people, hey, this is coming from a source that I know he saw Steve Nash, just an impromptu workout of Lonzo Ball and Steve Nash and Kevin Durant at the same time at the Lakers facility. Nothing official, but they were together on the same court and he was probably just getting tips. So there you go. Sauces, baby. So thank you to Ralph underscore Mason Jr. and also Nas Lim at opinions on the NBA for having our backs and really making sure that people who are now confirming and breaking this story are giving credit where credit's due. And look, the Lakers Legacy Podcast, we are just a podcast. We have no affiliation to a Lakers blog, to the Lakers organization. We don't have press passes. We don't want to be known as a yeah, a group of people who have sources or whatnot. I mean, we, we do have connections, obviously, but we're not going to start saying that we're going to break news or anything like that. But it's just good to know that when we put something out like that, something as random as, oh, yeah, he's working out with Steve Nash. And also he went head to head with Kevin Durant that we wouldn't put that out if it wasn't actually linked to something substantial. You know what I mean? So, I mean, don't expect us to break any news in the future, but people were calling us out for quote unquote fake news when I originally tweeted that out. People bringing up the point that, wait, Steve Nash is still employed by the Warriors. How could this happen? Is this tampering? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. No, at the end of the day, you know, other people use the Lakers facility and the Lakers players who are also using the practice court can reach out to them and say, hey, Nash, what are you working on? Show me what's going on. So it's as simple as that. We'll leave it at that. We're not going to be breaking any further news from here on out. I don't know. Maybe we will. We'll see. But yeah, so thanks to Naslim and Ralph Mason for having our backs. And yeah, with that said, that'll be it with the inside sauces for the Lakers legacy. But yeah, Steve Nash had just an informal workout. You know, Kevin Durant was also probably there that day. And it might have been as simple as... Hey, Steve, what are you doing over there? Can you teach me something? And that's it. That's the extent of it. All I can take away from that is, hey, that's great. I don't care if this is an official thing or they've only worked out once. Just the fact that 
Lonzo Ball can gain any sort of tutelage from Steve Nash, regardless of how much you hate Steve Nash. I know there are a lot of Lakers who are like, I hate that guy. He almost ruined our franchise, blah, blah, blah. You know, he was hurt. He broke his leg. <laughs> Screw him. Screw you and your nerve damage. <laughs> whatever you think of, yeah, Poor whatever Steve you Nash. think of Steve Nash, still a Hall of Famer, one of the best that putting guys in prison in jail and doing that dribble dribble then get fouled and pull up for a mid-range jump shot those are the types of moves that Lonzo Ball needs to learn you know how to leverage his size change up his pace from slow to fast and dribble around the basket all the craftiness that Steve Nash has been able to do without necessarily being explosive you know so just the fact that he got that chance and at the same time even you know played with Kevin Durant a little bit is cool to me, you know, and that's that's the only takeaway that you should have out of this. Um, and it looks like those guys have been in the training facility every single day early in the morning. They're taking this very seriously, which is great to hear. And the fact that there are other NBA superstars all around in the LA vicinity this summer, as I mean, that's usually the case, but it seems like especially this summer, you know, they're having those pickup games at UCLA with Hoodie Mello, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant, right? It's like insane. Just the fact that you can have those resources at your disposal just by virtue of being a Laker and being in the vicinity, I think is a really cool thing. And any time that any of those guys walk into the Lakers training facility, that's great that the Lakers players can be like, hey, can you teach me this? Can you teach me what you're doing? Let me know what's up, you know? So any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, totally agree with you for sure. Um Guys aren't going to go to other random cities in the United States to work out. <laughs> you know, like, they'll come to L.A. There might be some guys who go to New York, um, maybe a few sprinkled around Texas, Miami, just big markets, and that's about it. Most of the guys in the NBA have houses in L.A. anyway, and where else are they going to work out? Where else are they going to play some pickup games with guys? Um, so... I mean, this is just an inherent advantage that the Lakers have, thankfully. And I, you know, I would think with Magic Johnson and just the culture shift, et cetera, that the Lakers have going on right now, it seems like a very inviting and positive place to be. Whereas before, when things are really murky, if you're a player, it's just like, oh man, like they're dealing with a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm just going to stay away from there and, and go somewhere else in, in Los Angeles, you know? So, um, I think it's great as far as the Steve Nash thing. Um, yeah, the fact that even if he didn't give Lonzo any tips, like even if he didn't say one word to Lonzo, the fact that they were on a basketball court together, um, shooting and dribbling and passing and guarding one another, like that's a good thing, you know? Um, so hopefully there are more opportunities like that for Lonzo and all of the guys on our team. Yep, totally agree. The last thing I wanted to talk about was Brandon Ingram looking a bit I wouldn't say swole, but compared to how he looked last year, a lot of improvement in terms of his strength conditioning, bodybuilding. You can really see he's mentioned that he's worked on his diet this offseason, just really learning to be healthy. Um, I, I shared with you guys that one picture of, yeah, Brandon Ingram in the weight room. And, you know, he's obviously in the middle of a very active motion that may be accentuating his muscles and whatnot but it legitimately looks like yeah good it looks legit keep accentuating those muscles boy. <laughs> exactly but it, it legitimately <laughs> looks like he actually built himself out a little and it's good that he didn't build him oh totally he didn't dude, build himself sure. out in the way that we saw kobe that one year where it was like uh what <laughs> who are you the hulk but but i think that's good because for for brandon ingram's build and size like he shouldn't be doing that anyways you know and he's focusing on strength versus muscle mass and bulk 
which is great. And that's all you want to see because yep. his length and his, yeah, his length and his size already helps him. So if he can add strength to that, then he can really leverage all of that by making defenders lives hard. I don't know what you've thought, what you've thought about Brandon Ingram and what you've seen just from the few pictures of him. I think you even mentioned once, like, hey, he looks kind of bigger. Yep. I noticed that like maybe a month ago. Um, if you just follow Gunner, follow Gunner Fitness on Instagram, there's so much good stuff on there just in terms of the types of workouts that they do. And, um, at least from what they post, it isn't like your most traditional weightlifting type exercises. They look extremely functional, which is like his whole thing, you know? And, um, it's some really innovative, (laughs) creative stuff that I've never seen before as far as weightlifting goes. And it looks like a lot of fun. And the guys look like they're having a lot of fun with each other. Like they're singing that one country song. Yes. Like maybe a week (laughs) ago or something. And Thomas Bryant is like dancing to it. Like it's hip hop. And it was just so freaking. He was using, he was using the weights while he was singing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So the camaraderie is definitely there. And Gunner Fitness just seems like a super cool, down-to-earth guy that you would want to hang out with, you know, outside of the weight room. It seems like he has a lot of personality, and uh, that's that's good for any team, you know. But uh, back to Brandon Ingram, he looks good for sure. His chest, his back looks like it's filled out. Um we saw it in summer league, you know, he wasn't getting pushed around um, nearly as much just in the 26 minutes that he played in the first game. So I'm extremely excited just to see how he's going to look. And like you said, you don't want to put too much weight on a frame or a body type like that. Kevin Durant is clearly bigger now than he was when he was drafted by Seattle, but by no means is he big. However, he's very explosive, athletic and strong. And those are the things that gunner fitness uh, wants to do is work on these the, these guys, their athleticism and uh, explosiveness. So, cannot wait for September thirtieth. This is the first preseason game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't wait for that, man. Yep, we'll get to see it firsthand. And yeah, that'll do it for today's show. Kind of short. Please follow us on Twitter at Lakers Legacy Pod. Please also rate and review us on iTunes because the more you rate and review us. That's how many more sick bars Lonzo Ball will drop on us about how Mellow Ball's youngest in the game, son, or whatever Tommy's been <laughs> spitting. I'm, I'm assuming that's a that's a line, right? <laughs> do you want to explain to yeah. the public what Tommy's been spewing because it's the offseason and he's nothing better to do, so he's been spamming our walls, our message thread? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, dude. <laughs> I can't explain it's it All either. I see is Tommy commenting on all of our friends' posts. Really irrelevant. Mellow Ball, youngest in the game. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the <laughs> heck? I don't think there's much context to it. That's it. <laughs> there isn't. I just think it's it's freaking awesome. It's hilarious. And pretty soon, we're going to have more to talk about besides Mellow Ball being youngest in the game, I guess. <laughs> I'm assuming that means youngest in the game to have a signature shoe or something like that, right? Exactly. Or like he's no, he's yeah, yeah. Because Melo now he's like he's in the game, you know, <laughs> like the game of business and basketball and all that stuff. Uh, he's just a part of the world, and he's only 16 years old. Exactly. So yeah, with that said, can't wait to get back into actual real basketball talk. We'll obviously cover media day when that happens on September 25th. Like we were singing at the start, or not singing, but. Yeah, look forward to that. And yeah, happy end of the summer to everybody. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Alan, I'll catch you later. And let's say bye to Ronnie Turiaf as well. Uh, thank you guys for having me. It was uh, quite an honor. 
I hope you are not stopping the episode. Man who gave us review. I would like some pizza from Lou Malnati's as well. Goodbye. Great. Ronnie Turioff back from the dead into relevance on the Lakers Legacy podcast somehow. That's too soon, man. He had that liver transplant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back from the dead. <laughs> Actually, that's, that was a long time ago, so I think we're past. Always too soon. Always, <laughs> Always too soon if you're an organ transplant candidate. True, true. You're right. All right, Alan. I'll catch you later, man. All right. See ya. Peace. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our many hilarious commercials. Hi, did you know that you can get a quote on your motorcycle insurance in under three minutes at Progressive.com? And did you know that saying hi makes even bad news sound good? Hi, you have high cholesterol. Hi, you're fine. And this is what that same commercial sounds like on your motorcycle. Hi, there's no more even our commercials sound better on a bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, Progressive helps keep you on yours. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.